And then you can ask whoever's birthday it is, and you don't have to worry about it if you forget somebody yeah. if they're on fault. That's right. I think that'd be a great idea. Hey, it's good to be here this morning. Hey, good crowd. Good crowd this morning. Um, it's good to see Sister Louise back. Uh, and Jane, Sister Jane, yes, it's good to have them back. And got one more. We've got to get back here and, and continue playing for them. She's she's going to be back very soon. But he, uh, you know, the God Lord tells us to pray for each other. He does tell us to pray for each other, and and uh, we always need to lift each other up. Uh, you know, Chris and Pam, they're out of town, and uh, they're out of town, and uh, and you know they definitely miss being here. Going, Chris. It, it really bothers him to miss church. It really does. It really bothers him to miss church. And and uh, we're so blessed to have, you know, folks like Chris and Marilyn and, and, and Sister Diane and the ones that can play the instruments. And it's just so good to have folks like I hear. We are so blessed to do that. But God tells us to pray for one another. He does that. And there's several scriptures in the Bible that relates to that. And um but anyhow, we're going to do that right now. Does anyone have anyone that will lift up in, in prayer this morning? I'm lifting up my dad that he'll heal and won't have to have a surgery. Kind of looking like you'll have to have surgery, but he can, he can heal. So he can heal. Just pray it with him. Amen. Brother Kenneth Holmes will be having his procedure done on Tuesday for. Um, the blazing is a hard yeah, blazing, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully that'll keep it from getting back out of rhythm. Bless the Lord. And uh, let's see. I know uh, uh, Deborah Bullard. She's going. She she stays with uh, with Bo. And uh, tomorrow she is having a uh, colonoscopy. So uh, let's pray for her. I know today's going to be her worst day of that procedure, but she's a. Uh, She's going to have a cold nostril tomorrow. And I'm looking forward. I'm going to get to come and spend some time with Bo tomorrow. And I'm looking forward. Anyone else? Brother Wayne, remember me. I had surgery in December. And uh, I healed on the outside, but I didn't heal on the inside. And the uh, incision has to open Thursday night. And I go tomorrow to see what everything's going to I'll definitely be praying for you, Sister Kathy. Uh, any, anyone else? Well, again, there's always someone we can lift up in prayer, and someone is always on their heart that, that needs the Lord, and, and I always pray for them. You know, God tells us to pray without ceasing. And uh, continue praying for, you know, Bola Lynn and Sister Nell. You yes. know, always pray for them. Yes. Pray for safe travels, Chris and Pam. Yeah. And for being in that Washington thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough to take prayer. We have to wash them when we get back. <laughs> yes, yes, brother. Brother Wayne, there's a young man. He's, as far as I know, he's healthy as a horse. But he's he's uh, expressed the, an interest in our prayers this morning. He asked us to pray for him. Uh, they're going to ordain him at 2 o'clock. His name's Brother Keith Mullins. And so he asked if I'd ask the church to pray. Amen. They're going to ordain him and send him out as a pastor. Amen. Anyone else? Brother Wayne, remember my, my family. 
two sons that have been saved, and my some of my grandchildren, uh, but they're not in church, and they need to be in church. Amen. And uh, I request you in prayer for them. You know, that's one thing uh, I really look forward to coming to church. I look forward to it. You know, this is where I get I get my weekly feed and uh, and to be a, you know around great church family, what a wonderful church family. But you know, there's someone else. You know, we uh, this for several weeks we've had some visitors coming, and I know some is looking for church home, and uh, need to be in prayer for that. That the, that the Lord, you know, that this is a church that the Lord is calling them to, uh, you know, to let them be a part of us, you know. Just pray for that situation there in your lives, that they'll make the right decision and where to go. Well, let's, uh, let's go in the Lord in prayer. And uh, I'm going to call uh, Brother Mark, you know, you pray for us, please, if you don't mind. God was just kind of speaking to me just for a second, and maybe it's just in my mind, but he seems to say, let's just take it to the altar this morning. Let's just take it to the altar this morning. Amen.
Okay, majority rules. Who's hot? I thought, well, so y'all got to be Who's cold? If Linda's hot. Yeah, hot. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> it is turned summertime on. Sister Allison, I'm sorry, but bunnies do fly. The bunny that flew over the... Oh. Yeah. Sorry about that. Appreciate uh, good to see each everybody this morning. Good morning. Appreciate Brother Chris filling in for me. When he called me about this Sunday, he says, Michael, it's my last trip to Washington <laughs> in an official position. So... Wish him well. Anyone a word before we get started this morning? Had a good bit of time on my hands while I was down there suffering in the 80 degree weather. Uh, but uh, I thought about my place in the church. You know, the church fits together. I, my brother Chris taught last Sunday on different gifts. But I have figured out in the body I'm the little toe. And that's okay, because wherever the body goes, I'm going with her, you know? And if she runs, I get to run. If she walks, I walk. But even though I'm a little toe, I'm still a part of her. Isn't that wonderful? I can rejoice in that. I know I'm not the eyes or the ears or any of the big guys, but if I can be a good little toe, I'm all right. But the other thing I, I just... I had a lot of time to read, sitting with Mom, Deb, and, you know, people say we need a Republican. People say we need a Democrat. People say we need electric cars. People say we don't need electric cars. 
Uh, people say we need to back Iran, uh, Israel. People say we need to back Iran. But I've decided what we really need is Christians that will live this chapter of the book. Amen. Christians, true Christians that will truly strive to live what Paul tells us in this 12th chapter of Romans. If America can have that, it'll do her more good than any of the rest. Because a lot of those I've, give, I've given up on Washington. They're not going to help us. But if Christians will let their light shine, and these are, are concrete examples of how to do it, that's what this country needs. That's what this country needs. And I want to do a better job of just being friendly to people. In Walmart, the girl that walks by you pushing where she's collecting groceries for everybody. Uh, I ran into one yesterday, and I saw. I, got, I, I'm like, I said, I bet you hate buying groceries for yourself, don't you? And she, she just glowed. She says, oh, you just don't know. But uh, if we just... What's, what's the old Glenn Campbell song? Try a little kindness. Yeah. Let, her, let his light show. That's what this country needs. That's what will do it the most good. And Paul's going to kind of, I don't know how you'd say it, just kind of throw darts here, hitting different things. And we'll just kind of take them one little segment of a time. We're in the ninth verse, I believe, of the twelfth chapter. And the first thing Paul says is let our love be without dissimulation or without pretending. Let, let our love in the church and out of the church be without pretending. Let it be genuine. Remember the old, the, the old gospel song, uh, It's Good Enough for Me? Tis the old time religion, tis the old time. That, that verse that says makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody. It's good enough for me. Yeah. For our love. And what kind of love should we have? What's that word? Agape love. Meaning giving without any expectation of anything in return. That's true agape love. Christ had that and He gives it to us through the Spirit. We can have that kind of love. For we give, not expecting anything back. I'm not talking about particularly money. I'm talking about anything, anything we do to help somebody. Not expecting anything in return. Uh, I was up here, this has been a long time ago. I was up here with my son. We were working on something at church and I told him, Taylor, the best things you can do for the Lord sometimes are things that nobody ever knows about. Because he knows about it. Yeah, and that's where your blessing will come from. Yeah. Not doing it pretending as a show, but even if it's something nobody ever knows about, trust me, He knows about it, and He'll bless us for it. Yeah. But let our love to each other not be pretending. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. What's the saying? We hate sin, but we need to love the sinner. Yeah. Instead of bore it, just... If I see sin, walk around the other side of the road. Treat it like a rattlesnake in my life. Yeah, hate it. 
abhor it. But that that's good, we need to grab hold with both hands, cleave to it, hold on to it as hard as we can. Y'all just going to have to interrupt me as we go this morning, okay? Because there's really not a start and stop place. Be kindly, 10th verse, be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love. Treat each other like family. Treat each other like family. And I can honestly say there are people in my church that I'm closer to than my own family. There really is. I'm closer to them. Yeah. There's people in my family I can't talk about some things, but my friends, my close friends in the church, I can talk about anything to them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the church family. Yeah. We'd do anything for our brother or sister naturally, wouldn't we? Sure we would. But also the church. Yeah. That's how close we should be. And we call each other brother and sister. Yeah. In honor, preferring one another. Now, if I had my wife out here, she'd talk a half hour on that word honorable. Honor. Yeah. But we should honor our church brothers and sisters. Yeah. We should be the best at showing honor to each other. Yeah. Not just our pastor, but I do honor my pastor because he lives a life where he can preach the gospel to us. But, honor, but we need to honor each one that same way. Yeah. <coughs> Preferring each other before ourselves. Yeah. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Why is it, I guess it's our flesh... We just sometimes hesitate to be enthusiastic about the Lord, don't we? That's where our flesh really becomes a ball and chain to keep us from being on fire spiritually. Yeah, he really doesn't like that. Yeah. He's gotten pretty used to us dragging him to church. But to be enthusiastic about it, that's another, that's another level. Yeah, that takes a little more pulling. But we need not to be, not to hesitate to be enthusiastically on fire for the Lord in our lives. Yeah. But Mike, we got to get the flesh out of the way to do that. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And he don't want to do that. No. Especially out in public. Yeah. And I realize you can't cram it down anybody's throat and there's no need to try. But that doesn't mean I can't take every opportunity that I see pops up to somehow bring the Lord in the conversation. Yeah, somewhere. If I can just wait, 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 and throw that seed. Wait, 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 and throw that seed in somebody's life. Yeah. Who knows? I'd never, never want to underestimate the power of the Spirit and what it can do. Yeah. But I need to keep some seeds in my hand ready to throw them. I need to be enthusiastic about that, looking for an opportunity to throw them. Yeah, even if it's just a little one, 
you know, I, I love to feed the birds. And some of those seeds are so little. But boy, they're a meal for some of those little guys. Yeah. So if I can just, just pick up there, I can throw one there. Well, 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 I can throw one here into somebody's life. Even, even our brothers and sisters. Yeah, to encourage them. Yeah. We don't really have to even say anything. No. Uh, I think about Sister Lynn who talked about the, the lady that she went to school with that just lived a life that she, mm -hmm. you know. It spoke volumes. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You don't have to say anything. Mm. And I, I thought about this when we were talking about the world the sin that's in the world. Well, there's just as much sin in me if I let you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna try to hold a grudge against the world for their this is a terrible sin. Well that is not too bad. Yeah. They're all sin for the sure. Lord. Yeah. And it is not our job to look down on people that are sinners because like I said, I love the marriage. You know, mm -hmm. you know, um, treating sinners like somebody you don't have to say, I, I'm a Christian, I go to church. You treat sinners like somebody, mm -hmm. like Jesus would treat them. Mm -hmm. They don't notice that. And Brother Michael, if anybody says something about our character that's even a compliment, uh, I've had people say out in public, well, you're a good man. And I always say, well, I know one. And, and, and you always reflect it to the Lord, and they know who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Michael, we have to be careful with that handful of seeds, too. Mm -hmm. We don't need to walk into certain situations throwing seeds as we come into the door. Yes. Um, because you, you can you can actually um, make people stand off from you if you if you walk in just. Yeah. Cramming it down their throat. You're going to happen. Yeah. You can't force feed anybody. You can, you can just about lead me anywhere, but you can't drive me sure. through a, a, a wide open door. I don't like to be driven. Yeah. But I'll follow you if you're if, if I if you say something you 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 gain my trust. We get uh, that heart connection, and I trust what you're. I trust what you're giving. I trust what you're saying. Then, then I'm welcome. Uh, I'm, I'll welcome a seed. But don't hit me with something until I get a little confidence. I get a little connection to you. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like casting our pearls before the swine. I guess uh, you just uh, you have to be careful. And but be always, always willing. But. You're not going to throw it. You're not going to throw a handful of seeds at somebody that's that's already turned. It's already turned you off. Yeah. Yes, sir. But be alert and be ready. Right. When the hole opens, I, I'd read this, and then a fella put it the best way I'd ever heard. It's a little comical, but unfortunately, it's true. The younger. What are they calling the youngest generation? Generation Z. Is that what the youngest one is? Thirty-five and under, or something. 20 and uh, anyway they say their social life their perfect social life is to be in a closet with the door locked and their phone and their laptop mm -hmm. that's the extent of their social life and they're very happy with that so we've got to be ready because they're not going to have a whole lot of opportunities for a seed to be pitched to them mm -hmm. yeah and you also have to realize too um, I work at a public place 
and, and I see these kids coming in, and even in the store, they're, they're looking at the phone. They can't carry on conversation. Yeah. They have a very hard time communicating with people. So, you know, in our own families, we need to we need to be aware of that. That we don't get the, we don't get into that little closed place where it's just me and my phone and my laptop. Mm -hmm. That's all I need. You know, we need to be out and we need to be able to communicate with people uh, to, to to gain their trust and to gain their confidence in what we've got is something that they want. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying, don't miss an opportunity to throw a seed when you get a chance, okay? But we got to be ready to do that. It's got to be on our minds. Looking for that opportunity. And we don't need a bullhorn to do it. No, no, no. Just sometimes just that little bitty seed, that bird's all he needs. Yeah. Oh, we could talk about each of these verses forever. Re number 12, rejoicing in hope. Now, the scriptures have, you know, we, we could look at the definition of hope as a wild shot in the dark. Boy, I hope. That's not the hope he's talking about. See if I can remember the definition we used a few months ago. An earnest expectation of a future occurrence. That's close. It's not like we're, we're hoping this will happen. It's our hope because it is going to happen. Yeah. Sister, rejoice in that. And that's something that definitely doesn't depend on circumstances. My time to be with Christ is written in stone. I can rejoice in that every day, in the good days and the bad days. That's why it's called joy. Uh, I don't know, one time I did a Sunday school lesson where I had a court jar. And I was talking about what all the Lord did, gave to us before He sealed us. And one of the things I put in there was joy. Because that's sealed in there by the Holy Spirit. We just got to remember it. Yeah. But he said to be... And so rejoice in the good days. Be patient in the bad days. Because of that hope. That gives us the power to have patience in tribulation. And not throw our hands up. And fall off the stump. Or you let the stump knock us over. You know, the old people used to plow with a, I shouldn't say old people, I'm almost there on a generation, maybe two generations before us, plowed with a mule and a plow behind him. Anybody ever done that? I have. I'll admit, I have. I was riding with Dad, but I was there. But if they ever hit a stump root, oh boy, they'd throw that plow over like this and scare the mule and he'd start running to a mess. Um, but to be patient when, we, when it's not a good days. When he says tribulation here, I think maybe a more appropriate word would be for us, trials. Yeah, trials. When things pop up that it doesn't knock us for a loop. And, oh, I know, am I saying, we don't freak out. That's the one I like to use. We don't freak out because of that hope we have. Now, I don't particularly go around shouting on bad days. I'll be the, we, I don't think you do either. But we don't shipwreck over something that comes in our lives. That's what I'm trying to say, I guess. That we're patient having that hope. Knowing that in the end of everything, what have we got to look forward to? 
Oh, just eternal life with the Father. That's all. Doesn't sound so bad, does it? Yeah. When it's all said and done, that's what I've got to look forward to. An eternal body fashioned after the Son of God. Yeah. That should help us get through the bad days, shouldn't it? Continuing... A lot of times I have in in my brain, uh, this too shall pass. Yeah. And uh, I've had to tell myself that a lot. Yeah. And and if you're patient, and uh, uh, it will, it will pass. The Lord is always there with us. And... And I know that a lot of people will get depressed and everything when things are not going right. But if you have the joy of the Lord in your heart, it, it, you, you can then say, this too shall pass. It'll come to an end. Yeah. I've been sitting on this the whole time. And Sister Pat, okay, now I can say it. When I was little, when somebody would say, help me, some of my, uh, my relatives, they'd say, hope me with this. Mm-hmm. Or uh, he hoped us with this. Yes. And, 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 and that meant help. And when I read that verse, I know I'm going back, but, but I'm sorry, I had to wait on Sister Pat to say that. Because it, uh, uh, if you read that verse, uh, rejoice in hell. Rejoice in help, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. In other words, we can't have hope, we can't have faith, we can't have any of this without the Lord and relationship with Him. And so what Sister Pat said is, is rejoice in the hope because you can rejoice in the help and the relationship that you have with the Lord. And that's all I want to say about my Feel better? Yes. Good. <laughs> And as our pastor says so many times, the minutest issue in our life, the Lord's interested in. Mm -hmm. I am so guilty of lying my brains out in prayer instead of being honest with the Lord. Some days I should say, Lord, I'm mad at everybody and I'm having a rotten day. Just be honest with Him. And I don't feel like doing anything today spiritually. Yeah. And when you do that, you feel better. You feel better. Yeah. Yeah. But like he doesn't already know. Who am I kidding? Myself. That's who I'm kidding. Myself. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else on that? I was going to say, you know, you said that perfectly. I'm reminded of the same thing. Because that's what God wanted to begin with. That's when you can really deal with it. Yeah. You just have to, you have to lay it all out. Yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly. And that's the only way you can take whatever you've got and make something better out of it. Yeah. All the way back to Adam and Eve. When Adam said, my wife gave it to me and I ate it. Yeah. And the wife said, the serpent beguiled me and I ate it. The Lord said, all right, I can do something with that. And went and got some skins to cover them up. Yeah. I hadn't heard you say it a few years, Brother Michael, about the picture that the Word of God paints. You told us one time that it paints warts and all. Yeah. Yeah. Even the heroes. Elijah hiding in the cave depressed. Yeah. Uh, 
where are we? 13. Distributing to the necessity of saints. Now, everyone has family that can help. But if a member of the church goes lacking, shame on the church. Shame on the church. Sometimes members need help. And it's not always money. To, their, to the necessity, to the needs. Not the wants, the needs. Yeah. If a member in the church is in need, the church ought to be all over that. Yeah. Now, we have to be judiciously about it. You know, obviously, if, if someone's made some really bad decisions, they're suffering some consequences. But I'm, I'm talking about, we'll talk about that one a little bit. But someone who just has some things happen in their life and just none of their own fault, they need help, member of the church, we need to be all over it, jump all over it. Yeah. Given to hospitality. We need to practice being friendly. Yeah. You ever, been around, or you ever been around someone that just really didn't want you around them? Yeah. Then you ever been around somebody that just loved your company? We, oh, man, I just thought that. We took the fruit basket to Sister Aline, and she was glowing. She wanted us to stay the next two weeks. <laughs> she did. And we felt so warm and welcome there. Such hospitality she showed toward us. And that's what we should show to each other. Yeah. Hospitality. But Michael, sometimes it's not what we do. This week, I've had so many things happen. I, I thought we were going to get things this way after that. Um, I was out in the yard and my neighbor was going by on his tractor. And he stopped and he said, I will come and take your garbage can out to the road for you. That meant so much to sure. me. I can take it out, and I do take it out. Mm -hmm. But the thing that he thought of the garbage can. So that wasn't anything to him, you know, it did, but it meant a lot to me yeah. that I had such a yeah. neighbor that would do that. Uh, so if the Lord impresses you to go take that lady's garbage can out, go over. <laughs> it'll bless her. Yeah. It'll bless her. <laughs> yeah. And it'll bless you, too. Yeah. But we need to be somebody that other people want to be around. Maybe that's the way to put it. Yeah, yeah. And not, oh, there's Michael. Yeah. Let's go down the other aisle. There's Michael. Let's make a run for the potato chip aisle. Yeah. No, we need to be somebody that, yeah. In the ladies section, yeah. Don't be Clovis, in other words. There was a, a kid's movie when our kids were little. It was called The Apple Duffling Game. There was a bunch of little kids, and Clovis was one off. And every time somebody would touch Clovis, he would kick them. And the other one would say, Clovis don't like to be touched. So don't be Clovis. <laughs> well, I can thankfully say I don't remember that one. <sighs> now, are any of these things hard? They're not hard. They're reasonable service. That's, that's where I was going to say that first burst back to our reasonable service. But we do have to get our flesh to come along. Yeah. But in all of this, there's joy. Yeah. 
It's an opportunity if we'll look for it. I'm talking to Michael. I've been talking to Michael all week. That's one of the downfalls of being a teacher. You get that verse way early in the week. You got to chew on it for a week. I understand a little bit about preaching a message. You had to. I've heard preachers say, "Boy, I'm glad that one's over with." You've had it long enough. <laughs> yeah, I took a, took a hard look at Michael in the mirror this chapter. Anyone a word? We're about done. A good stopping place before we start a new topic. And you'll find that if you quit worrying about your bad things in your life and start worrying about helping other people, your yeah. life's not so bad after all. Yeah. And don't, and don't walk, for those of you that are those I am, don't walk around like pig pen with that cloud. Yeah. Well, now, you're not going to find where you can help your neighbor if you don't contemplate on it and look for it. Yeah. And desire to do that thing again. Yeah. He probably thought, what can I do for Sister Nada? I know. I take the cross. So how do we serve the Lord? Serving one another. By serving one another. Yeah. God By serving God. one another. Anyone else? I'm done. I really appreciate the help this morning. Lessons are so much better when you guys teach it and not me.